Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. On this episode, the Oklahoma City bombings. All right, we are recording. Yeah. How exciting. I know. First episode of a new podcast. Indeed it is. The as of yet unnamed uh, yeah. Conspiracy Theory Podcast. The Conspiracy Theory Show <laughs> Podcast. Something like that. Oh, that's going to have great SEO. Just four words constant, yeah. constant, used in other capacities. Yeah, yeah. Almost limitlessly. We are SEO experts around these parts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and SE experts. <laughs> right? Hey. Yeah, I was going to do an air But horn. seriously, one of the largest attacks on American soil <laughs> uh, since uh, Pearl Harbor, if not the large. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's Oklahoma City and the 9-11. That's pretty much it. Yeah, Oklahoma City, 9-11, all mm. the other terrorist attacks. Well, I guess Pearl Harbor was... Yeah, I think it got Pearl issue. Harbor, I, I think, you know, it's probably the biggest since Pearl Harbor, and then 9-11 was the biggest since Pearl Harbor. I don't think anything's topped Pearl Harbor. No. Was Unless, 9-11 more than Pearl Harbor? 9-11 was like 2,000 people in Pearl Harbor, I think, was... Slightly more. Yeah. I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It happened such a long time ago, I too. mean, who cares, right? Yeah. It's been... Get over it. Jeez. It's, it's funny because, you know, uh, we see December 7th, a day, which will live in infamy, and probably if you go to Iraq, they're like, oh, which December 7th are you talking about? 96, 97? They're all pretty infamous. Yeah. Yeah. We have it good here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're talking about... This is a uh, conspiracy theory podcast, as we said at the beginning. Because uh, everyone knows I'm way into conspiracy theories. And, uh, Connor... Oh, as, as I learned from the intensely detailed notes, uh, which I received <laughs> to study up for this week's uh, episode, just at, at this debunking is obviously biased by this person's tenure at the university. Hey, hey look, that, you know, I take it seriously. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, this, this is, uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. Is just dig it because it's it comes from working at Cracked and having to write those. Oh, and just having to mine with... the the depths of human history for crazy generals. Yeah, and uh, times <laughs> that the FBI did uh, wacky shit. Right, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's what this Oklahoma City thing kind of turned into. But the yeah, we're doing uh, doing two episodes next week. We're doing uh, ancient nuclear war. I know so. this is something I'll probably be able to talk a little bit more cogently about because uh, I uh, I. Got an A in my geology of the solar system class uh, in community college, so very good. I'm basically, an expert. Good, good, good. And I uh, bomb federal buildings. So <laughs> I'm I'm good with uh, this. You definitely first have episode. a federal building bomber aesthetic. If yeah. I could say that, like I feel like you would definitely know where to get fertilizer. the The, the shades in the studio are perpetually drawn. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very conspiratorial. I mean, if here. there wasn't There's a black and white American flag, if there wasn't so much nostalgic uh, accoutrement, I would definitely think this would be an excellent place to write a manifesto. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, but the iron, the Iron Giant as a, a a much needed load of note of levity <laughs> to the uh, to the atmosphere. I could turn the wolf lamp on. Oh yeah, the wolf lamp. That'll help. Gives it a nice blue glow in here. Yeah, sh- shines a light on the. Uh, the cover-ups. Shines a light on the truth, man. The truth is goddamn out there. Did you watch that Oklahoma City documentary? I didn't watch the Netflix? documentary. I, re- I read the articles about it, and, I, yeah. and I, I did some digging into that today. Yeah, there's a there's a documentary right now on Netflix that people can go watch if they want to study up on the history 
of the Oklahoma City bombing. And it's a pretty straightforward telling of the events, at least the official explanation of events, which is w- what we'll go through first in case people. The official don't explanation know. might be a good name for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be a good one. We'll come up with it. Maybe we'll put it out to the people. Oh, yeah. We could uh, ask them. You know, Something that, with I conspiracy in the name. The, on, the only surviving vestige of democracy is the Twitter poll. I mean, everything else is influenced by Russian bots and right. WikiLeaks. So. I don't know if any Russian bots listen to this podcast. That would be, be pretty great. That would they be cool. Spread if, some propaganda. If they just had on some our... sort of algorithm that just scanned for keywords. Yeah. You know? And then just retweeted our podcast. And then just upvoted us on, on the Donald. <laughs> well, yep, we passed the test. Putin approved. Is that, a, is that a subreddit? That's the big Trump subreddit, yeah, uh, R the Donald. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's sort of funny because these people couldn't even... It's R the underscore Donald. Not a great handle for your subreddit, but that's like the big one that they all flock to. Like they couldn't get our Trump, our Donald Trump. Yeah. They had to settle for real third string internet the real straight. Yeah, which yeah. almost no one calls him. Which, uh, yeah, also, ironically, the, our, the leader of the free world has real in his Twitter handle. <laughs> I still find that to be one of the most unsettling things about his administration, is that he could not just get Donald Trump. He couldn't buy out or whatever yeah. out of principle the guy that owns at Donald Trump. Yeah, I wonder who does own at Donald Trump. I don't know. I haven't Have looked ever, at that. Maybe it's just some dude named Donald Trump. I pulled it. Yeah, he's like, like, fuck him. He's like, man, I'm just a fucking, uh, I'm a commercial real estate agent from Nebraska. <laughs> all right. I didn't want any part in this. Ah, uh, poor guy. So the Oklahoma City bombing. There, we One of the articles we went through was a timeline for the Oklahoma City bombing, which was exhaustive. It starts at the April, birth, yeah. yeah, April nineteen fifty five. Terry Nichols' birth. Like, I don't need all that. Uh, okay, the quick update: the uh, the Twitter handle at Donald Trump uh, just says to follow the real Donald Trump at real Donald Trump. <laughs> so it's he, it seems as though he's bought it, but didn't want to lose out on all his hot mentions, you know, throughout yeah. the ages, and then just uh, just redirected it. What a maniac, man! Yeah. All right. What a goddamn maniac. But yes, this uh, this timeline. The timeline is fucking exhaustive. It starts April 1st, 1955, when Terry Nichols is born to Joyce and Robert Nichols in Lapeer, Michigan. And it goes through Terry Nichols, Timothy McVeigh, and Michael Fortier's uh, formative years, I guess you yeah, would call it. The high school stuff. So, the, you know, it's obviously the Desert Shield, Desert Storm stuff with Timothy's uh, yeah. is pertinent info. Yeah, and yeah, they do they they do a good job of framing like important white supremacist militia type act- activities that happened. And some of some of which, around but, this time. Uh, which you know, it's interesting because this is a very sort of like uh, the official version. Uh, you know, type. Yeah. This is very cut and dry. You know, like this is according to you know what the official story is. What happened? A lot of the things are referencing uh, tie into the conspiracy theories like Ruby Ridge and Waco right. and. All that goes to Elohim City, that weird, you know, white nationalist compound. Yeah. Have you ever seen the documentary about that place? No, I haven't. It's, uh, I don't remember what it's called. And I, I don't know that it's exactly about Elohim City, but it was... Uh, Worst David Bowie song ever, by the way. <laughs> that it is. I, I, yeah, it was like an early 90s documentary, maybe mid 90s, about skinheads and hate groups. Mm-hmm. And they visit Elohim City. At yeah, one point and in they're, that. they're like a, the, some of the Pittsburgh punk rock guys are into that, and then one of yeah. them, uh, it's interesting. One of them got arrested and got a sex change in jail afterwards. Yeah, it's really 
really an interesting Ties, ties into a conversation outfit. I had recently about a, a, a friend of mine is a, is a, knows a dominatrix, and she says a lot of her clients are like real hardcore punk rock dudes. You know, she's like, really? it's, it's mostly like businessmen, like kind of powerful, like real estate types, like you'd expect. And then there's like a lot of like just dudes with like dead Kennedy's T-shirts and like mohawks. They're like, all right, yeah, I'm going to need to put on a diaper and shit myself while I jerk <laughs> off. Wow. I wonder what I wonder what that what the psychology behind that is. I don't know. I I, uh, I find it interesting though. But uh, it's, yeah, we're, we're we're getting away from the point. So yeah, I suppose a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, they go through all of these things that happened during McVeigh and Fortier's kind of formative years. Like like you said, Ruby Ridge, Operation Desert Shield, which Timothy McVeigh actually fought in. Waco. See the, the kind of the official explanation for this is that timothy mcveigh was inspired by what happened at waco yeah. to bomb and there's the that federal building the news footage of him like selling those anti-government bumper stickers yeah. at the scene yeah. and he he said like oh i killed innocent people in iraq and you know that was government sanctioned so he was uh trying to kill you know dea and atf people that might have been in the federal building and kind of you know shine a line shine a light on the hypocrisy of the government i, I is what i've been able to gather yeah. as a justification for it although it does seem a little convoluted as you know is to be expected with someone who's going to kill 168 yeah. people in in the middle of all this after he gets out of iraq ruby ridge happens august 21st 1992 and then waco happens and this is what apparently prompts him to start plotting to blow up the federal building. But what's weird to me is in this timeline, it jumps from July 1994 to September 1994. In July 1994, McVeigh is the best man at Michael and Lori Fortier's wedding. September 13th, 1994, McVeigh begins his plot to blow up the Oklahoma City federal building. I feel like there's some parts missing there. I mean, yeah. The the one one of the things I was reading said that he got really into a uh, a book, a novel, which was you know talking about uh, an armed resistance to the American government that involved blowing up a federal building. So a lot of people think that was the oh, impetus yeah. for his plan. But I mean, I to me that's not that that uh, that's not a huge. I mean, until you, I don't think there's any pertinent like bullet points there aside from you know whatever the gradual radicalization or whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's nothing. Nothing that really stands out up until... If anything, the marriage is just kind of a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> In the midst yeah. of this. Yeah, it's like they're just trying to pad this out. Oh, he could bit. rent more than a truck. He also rented a tux. <laughs> July of 1994. So then it goes through all of uh, the different steps they took to gather the explosives to build this bomb which happens mostly in October of 1994. What's what's interesting to me is that if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, they buy 2 tons of ammonium nitrate from the same place in uh McPherson, Kansas. Uh so that means they bought a ton of ammonium nitrate and then they went back like weeks later and were like, "Yeah, we're going to need another ton <laughs> of ammonium nitrate." This guy's like, "What what level of farming is this man doing?" Yeah. Yeah, that didn't raise any fucking red flags at all. I guess this is probably before we were uh, super uh, scrupulous about like people's yeah. credit transactions or whatever. Because yeah. now, I mean, if if you make a couple, you know, late night four uh, chan searches and then go and f- look at the peruse the wrong pages on Amazon, you're gonna knock at the front door. <laughs> but in the nineties, you're just like, I, I yeah, and you, uh, I have a farm that I have no proof exists. Yeah, yeah. I it, also it, love motorcycles. Yeah. It kind of harkens back to to nine eleven when 
like different intelligence agencies just weren't talking to each other. Yeah. So like the FBI was like, hey, we're going to get bombed. Someone should tell the CIA. They're like, yeah, they'll find out. Yeah, f- yeah what, we're going to lose our fucking yeah. edge? And then we're not going to get the pizza party. <laughs> That's their job. Yeah. Or like the scene in every fucking one-hour drama where like, oh, the feds are here. You know, like, oh, we got to do this without the feds. Yeah. <laughs> so he... Uh, oh, they also, interestingly, they stole the detonators from a quarry. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of a punk rock move. Yeah, there was a lot of James Bond shit. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't into, a lot of that, I mean, building this. These things all, you know, fairly they, they all happened fairly far apart. So I mean, it would have, you know, would have been impressive to link them all together, but Yeah. It is crazy how they just sort of went on that spree of buying bomb making shit in early October because all of those purchases were finished by October 21st. Real Which terrible was... coming-of-age teen road trip comedy. <laughs> you know, like, uh, driving across the country with a trailer full of stinky uh, farming powder. Yeah, I want to see the comedy version of this. Like the Bobcat Goldwaith is uh, directing it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like some shitty do. So the, the, the official story is that after McVeigh gathered all this equipment, he drove a rider truck to Oklahoma City by himself and blew up the federal building. In Oklahoma City. And that's always been the kind of the accepted explanation is that he did it along with Terry Nichols, who weirdly wasn't in Oklahoma City when the bombing happened. No. But they do pretty much cite him as the other conspirator. Because he was, if I'm not mistaken, involved with the accruing supplies and everything. Getting the supplies together and I think maybe helping to assemble the bomb. Yeah. But he wasn't in Oklahoma City. And that's kind of where where it ends. Later, you know, that morning, Timothy McVeigh got pulled over on Interstate 35 near Perry, Oklahoma. Went to jail. They eventually on the firearm ID'd charges. Him. That's always the that's always the the fucking not irritating, but the the, the weird thing to me. But these things, you know, so the, everybody gets busted initially for some other small crime, like they don't have yeah. a license plate. Like if you're gonna blow up a federal building, like have your tags. Current, yeah, yeah, know? he was driving a car with no license plate. Or it's like the kids in my high school that would get popped because the drug-sniffing dog smelled weed in their bag. They didn't find weed, but there was a switchblade and a porno mag in the <laughs> in the backpack. And they're like, dude, come on. Like, you yeah. know you smell like weed. Like, just leave the switchblade at home. Yeah, it's all like when you hear about someone getting busted driving cross-country with drugs, yeah. it's always like they were pulled over for speeding. It's like, why the fuck are you speeding? Yeah. Like, I would go... I mean, we got these drugs in here. We got to hurry. <laughs> yeah. I would go one mile over the speed limit the entire time. Yeah. So I didn't look suspicious. If I was smuggling drugs, I would buy a new car with cruise control. It's just so I didn't. Yeah. 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 But you'll still get pulled over. I got pulled over twice driving across country. I was in, but I was in a black uh, Lincoln Navigator. And we got pulled over in Sioux Falls. This going... is you were recreating the uh, plot of Soul Men, the Bernie Mac and <laughs> Sam Jackson uh, vehicle. Pretty much, yeah. That's a pimp ass car. That's a that's a that's a fucking cool road trip. Where where, where were you doing that? Uh, I was moving oh, okay. out here. I was moving from New York to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and we drove the whole way. We took like two weeks and just kind of casually drove. But when we were almost out of South Dakota, we were going five miles over the speed limit. Uh, had cruise control on, a cop passes us and immediately turns on his lights and does a U-turn and pulls us over for speeding. Uh And we were going five miles over. Like, you never get pulled over for that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was just because we were in a really nice car with New York plates. Yeah. That had no reason to be there. Did you get a ticket? Yeah, we got a ticket, and then we got another ticket in Wyoming 
like an hour later oh, for the Jesus. exact same thing. I, I just said cruise control. If it's 70, or, you know, if the speed limit is 70, I said cruise control at 74. And I just fucking yeah. leave it. That's always my move. Yeah. I think the worst state for traffic stops, worst place to blow up a federal building. In other words, <laughs> I would say Arizona. Arizona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like a, someone was explaining to me how like they've basically like stripped all like taxes and regulations because it's such a Republican state that basically the only way they have to gain re- revenue is for tickets, you know, so they just yeah. have the cameras and everything. And I've gotten popped for those. Just like every time I go do a gig in Arizona, I break even because of some bullshit traffic offense. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I've I've usually whenever I've traveled through Arizona, I've been on a train. Oh, it's a so good it's, move. Yeah, it's a little bit safer. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare driving anywhere down there. Your phone doesn't work. Oh yeah, like it's like like I I, I took the eight one time from San Diego to Arizona. Yeah. I was so close to the Mexican border, like I you know it shows up like oh ATT four G. I was on like. Tell Mexico 69 <laughs> fucking phone. Pl- and I had like use like roaming data and shit, like trying to bullet my maps. It was fucking yeah. ridiculous. Fuck that. So, yeah, Timothy McVeigh, he blows up the federal building by himself. Well, with the help of Timothy Nichols or Terry Nichols. And that that's the accepted story. But uh, like with anything else like this, a bunch of different conspiracies have popped up around it. The first one being that there were additional conspirators and this one i kind of believe yeah like it's not that well i mean they have they have the accounts of the uh, the people living the rider truck with timothy yeah and then uh what, what basically happened to this guy uh what, what was his name again the guy who got killed yeah yeah the guy that was or kenny, killed himself in jail kenny trentadu Ken, kenny trentadu yeah uh he was you know popped for again a you know small like license plate or whatever type yeah. thing coming back up from mexico and they, they basically threw him in jail. He called his family. And he's like, hey, I'll be all right. I'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. And then they found him, you know, dead of a supposed suicide. But yeah. with, they also offered to cremate the body pro bono, which is like not something that prisons yeah, do, apparently. Super weird. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, if anything, that's, you know, that, that, that was a bad move. I understand where they're coming from, but, you know, they're, yeah. they're trying to like make it seem like we're doing a favor while we're covering up the yeah. evidence or whatever. Let's just set them on fire right now. Yeah. We'll you, do it. Oh, we'll yeah. Do we, it. Oven's warmed up. We're just yeah. making a pizza. We have gas <laughs> for the big CIA pizza party because they cop in line. He had a bunch of fuel on him. It's yeah, fine. yeah, so set odd. him on fire with that. Yeah, he uh, he was wearing a this gasoline undies. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, there's always been this rumor or conspiracy theory that there was a second conspirator involved. And what happened with Kenny Trentadu? He was like you said in prison. He got moved to Oklahoma City for a parole hearing, which that's weird. If yeah. you're in prison in California, normally they do your parole hearing in california yeah and they flew him to oklahoma city for some reason he called his sister on august 19th told her he was there for a parole hearing called her again that night said he would call her the next morning he was in really good spirits and then they don't hear from him at all until august 21st when the prison warden calls the family to say he killed himself and like you said offers to cover the cost of cremating him which prisons don't do so the family shoots down that offer, and they get the body back, and it looks like he's been beaten, and his throat's been slashed, and he's got ligature and, and marks. And he would have done it left-handed, even yeah. though he was right-handed. There's like all, all that little shit like that. Yeah, everything about it is suspicious. Yeah. Like, it, it looks like a murder. And, and the th- people aren't uh, even necessarily saying that he was the second conspirator, but rather that he matched the description of Just that guy. Just kind of looked like the guy. Because people were describing the guy that was with Timothy as having a dragon tattoo on his arm. 
Uh, by the way, I've been to Oklahoma. If you if you're gonna you know kill every guy in a in a holding cell that had a dragon tattoo on his <laughs> arm, it, the, your fucking tax <laughs> revenue would kill him forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a big undertaking. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, so when the body gets shipped back, he looks like he's been beaten to death, and the family's like, "What the fuck?" They did they did fly him cargo on Spirit Airlines, so that made. <laughs> you know. And his brother, Jesse, eventually gets an anonymous call that says, uh, basically, the caller says his brother was murdered, or that Kenny Trentadu was murdered by the FBI, and that there was an interrogation that went wrong, and that he fit a profile. And that profile is this number two conspirator that people say... People call him John Doe number two. Yeah. He's in that drawing from where uh, Timothy rented the rider truck. Right. Yeah. Which, in the documentary that's on Netflix, they claim that guy in... That other person in the drawing is just another dude who was in... Who was just happened to be renting a truck. The U-Haul place, who yeah. just happened to be renting a truck. Which kind of um, probably makes more sense. Yeah, kind of. I mean, because... I don't know, maybe, because I don't... I, yeah, yeah, who knows? I don't know. None, uh, of, this, the, the other, none of this makes sense, Connor. That's the problem, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> you right. gotta uncover it. Another another way the FBI fucked up is, uh, and I feel like this happens so often, is that this dude's Kenny uh, 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 Trampoline, uh, his brother <laughs> was a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, they, they always used to have it like, where, oh yeah, the, the, the good kid and the bad kid, the bad kid gets, you know, something fucked up happens yeah. to him that's, you know, smells a little fishy, and then the lawyer has to like, on some weird daredevil shit, has to devote <laughs> his life to, you know, <laughs> trying to expose the truth. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, that's what he eventually ends up doing, is uh, trying to uncover what happened to his brother. There's and- also one little sub-conspiracy with that, uh, the writer uh, rental uh, uh, sketches or whatever. Uh, and the description of Timothy and John Doe number two at the scene is there's security footage of Timothy at a McDonald's a mile and a half away, right. 24 minutes before, and he's totally, you know, dry or whatever, and apparently it's raining that day, and they said that he got to the other place, he wasn't wet, and he didn't have a car, and they're like, how could he have possibly done that? Yeah. Here's, a, here's my answer, an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. reading that, and I was like, he got a cab. I mean, you know, he, he had enough money yeah. to buy two tons of ammonium nitrate. I feel like he had cab fare knocking around. Yeah, he probably could have made it yeah but with with uh kenny trent to do all this all the usual conspiracy theory shit happens uh the clothes he was wearing when he dies go go missing uh a bunch of other evidence might have been tampered with his cell was clean the same day before they could do any kind of crime scene investigation the walls were painted over there was a second person's blood found in the cell probably not a big deal <laughs> and uh that was never entered into evidence and so, so it was all really suspect. And then Fred Jordan, the chief medical examiner of Oklahoma at the time, steps in, and they basically, the state wants him to classify this death as a suicide, and for a very long time, he refuses. His, um, a memo in his own files say, very likely this man was killed. And uh, then he got a memo, uh, looked a lot like a brick, uh, yeah. fell through his uh, family's window <laughs> while his children slept. Yeah, he finally, he did finally, years later, change his ruling to suicide, but only after he was getting crazy pressure from the government to yeah. do it, according to him. Like, even... He, like the, just kind of one of those like small-town guys, like, I didn't want any part in this shit, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, even the, the state's attorney at one point wrote a letter to, I believe, the FBI basically saying stop harassing this guy yeah and they didn't until he he said it was suicide 
Until he, S- until he fucking caved to the official version. Fucking sellout, man. What a fucking sellout. So the the this conspirator number two, there's a lot of people who think Although it I will was... say in his defense, do you really want to be the Rosa Parks of a guy with a dragon tattoo on his arm? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make a stand for somebody, yeah. like, dude, that was a notorious bank robber. might not be the place you want to draw the line in your sand and condemn yeah. your kids to a life of harassment. Yeah, that's not the hill to die on. Yeah, you're going to have to talk to so many dudes with weird haircuts on the History Channel, you know, for the rest of your <laughs> life about your dad and all the good he, good he tried to do. I want to get on the History Channel just once as a talking head. I really, I, I don't think that that's an unattainable goal at all. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, yeah, another thing about the, uh, the state of Oklahoma, it is, it, if you ever wondered where all the people who watch the shows on the History Channel that have nothing to do with history are, it's there. Oh, yeah, It's just sure. con stars the state. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love, I love the History Channel. So. It's it's a ton of fun. I, I watch mean, it. I watch the shit out of American Pickers. Oh yeah, no, I mean every time I'm home for Christmas, we just, we just throw on Pickers, man. Let's have yeah. a fucking Pickers marathon. <laughs> shit is like a catnip for uh, uh, white people in their early fifties. So my parents just love it. Yeah, that and true crime documentaries. It's all I watch at the holidays. So the, this uh, this John Doe number two, they they believe might have been a guy named Richard Lee Guthrie. Hey Adam, the uh, the uh, the football games. I'm like, yeah, but so is casting John Benet. So, <laughs> sorry. Have you watched that? I haven't. No, it, I can't. I can't watch it. It's it doesn't make any fucking sense. People are me. just saying every time someone describe tries to describe it to me, it makes less sense what the premise yeah. of it is. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know what the premise is, and I watched a good 25 minutes of it. Yeah, I it's apparently just people auditioning to be, and it's about the people that are auditioning, and doesn't have anything to do with. John yeah, and, I don't know. I, I, maybe one of them will get murdered. I'll watch that. So uh, Richard Lee got three. He is the was the head of the Aryan Republic Army and apparently very much resembled uh, Kenny Trentadu. So that that's who, according to this theory, that's who authorities thought they had in custody was Richard Lee got three. And where the where things get weird is there's also a woman named Carol Howe who lived in Elohim City and apparently there. Elohim City had been infiltrated by the ATF to the point that they may have known this bombing was going to happen. And it's apparently Carol Howe who told her ATF handler that this was apparently going to happen. And I I think that's where part of the conspiracy comes in, in that people there, I think there's some sense that this might have been one of those sting operations that the FBI loved to pull where they would get someone right to the point that they were going to bomb something, like basically entrap them, mm-hmm. and then pull the trigger at the last minute and arrest them. Yeah. Like this could have been something that got, went wrong, like they knew the, the, it was To catch a happen. predator type thing of domestic terrorism, yeah. where it's like, hey, come on in the kitchen, there's cookies, and then it's yeah. like, actually, that's, that's not ammonium a, nitrate, that's a lie, now jump in. <laughs> yeah, to catch a predator if the predator actually fucked a kid, Yeah, basically, is what this would be. But um, so it's just uh, you know one of the one of the theories is that Lucy didn't move the football quick enough, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and Elohim City, I, I guess we should say, is it kind of just seems like a like a barter town for Mad Max type uh, lint trap yeah. for like racist uh, kind of like right wing nuts. Yeah, more or it's, less. It's a uh, it's just one of those compounds, yeah. one of those militia compounds that we always hear about and you never see. 
I've always wondered what would happen if you just stumbled upon a militia compound. Oh, like could I could I walk up with a white flag and be like, I want to join? Like, yeah, a, you know, yeah. If yeah if Put some red shoelaces <laughs> shoelaces in. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'm a Nazi now. <laughs> Let me join. I've seen Green Room. I can do this. Or you got to chug a whole two liter of Fago without fucking <laughs> stopping. And if you can, then maybe. <laughs> what are what are the trials? You got to go. The, the, they have the monkey bars, the ISIS monkey bars. I presume <laughs> that's a big that's a big militancy. Uh, yeah, monkey bars are a big part of military training. Yeah, every time the tires, the kneel down and shoot behind something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's always that. You run up to something. I else. I got to go through like down. a Nazi decathlon in yeah. order to, to pass the trials. <laughs> They did, speaking of Nazis, have a guy at Elohim, Elohim City named Andreas Strassmeyer, a.k.a. Andy the German, and he did all of the weapons training there, but people also think he might have been linked to U.S. and German intelligence. Uh, and and I, I read a, a few other people actually thought that he was cut out of the uh, first draft of the screenplay for Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> so there's a lot of different conflicting theories. This guy was only questioned by phone. So that leads me to believe he was probably, at least in some way, tied to n- intelligence. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't imagine that if you're the state or federal government, I mean, you know about a place like Elohim City, and you're not going to try to crack it in some capacity. Like, you know, yeah. Because that's, that's just a, you know, a fucking, that's like standing water for mosquitoes, but for domestic terrorists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's one theory, that there was another conspirator, and I think that one's not that far-fetched. I didn't see a lot on who people thought it actually might be. It seems like they think yeah. this guy may have just gotten away scot-free. Yeah, most people uh, seem to think he's probably just gone forever. I do think Mother Jones, that Mother Jones article, that's where we were uh, pulling all of that from. It's uh, an article from 2007 on Mother Jones called uh, The Search for John Doe Number 2, The Story the Feds Never Told About the Oklahoma City Bombing. And... Uh, I felt like they did a decent job of making it seem like it was probably that Richard Lee Guthrie guy. who Oh, the bank robber guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who at one point did start cooperating with the feds, and you'll never believe what happened to him. They found him hanging in his cell. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's weird. If you can believe it. So uh, I guess we'll never know. So he might have actually just... This guy was sort of flamboyant. I was reading uh, a few of his... Noted for costumes. They did like Clinton and Nixon masks on yeah, one. They yeah. did Santa and an elf on Christmas. They had a uh, an Easter, Easter basket with a bronze pipe... Uh, not a bronze, a copper pipe bomb in it. Yeah, they they robbed a bank on Christmas and then came back and put a bronze a bronzed pipe bomb at the same bank on Easter. It's like, that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fucking... I, yeah, I want to see that movie. Bonnie and Clyde shit, yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, it would have been a cooler story if we knew that guy was involved. Yeah, but, <laughs> witnesses at the scene of the uh, federal building saw a man leaving wearing a, uh, and I, I think I'm reading this correctly, a ninja costume. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the other theory about Oklahoma City is that there was a second bomb. And this one has always been kind of near and dear to me because I remember news footage or news coverage from because i was this happened in 95 so i was like already out of high school Mm -hmm. when this happened i was like 18 or 19 so i remember news footage from when this happened and i remember seeing stories about a second and third bomb but as the years progressed you just sort of stopped hearing that about oklahoma city 
and you just kind of heard that it was one bomb. In the documentary, they address this, and they say it. what caused all the panic was like a test device that the government would use in training exercises. And in that case, I'm like, well, why is that? There. there, yeah. Like, why is there a test? Like, what a bomb? wacky coincidence! We're like, we're gonna run this, you know, test simulation yeah. right next to. And did that? Did it? Was it just a, you know, a, well, a bunch sh- of red wires with a ticking digital clock that wasn't hooked well, up to anything? Yeah, or? they showed it, and it looked like just a a wooden box, maybe the size of like it looked like you could put a bowling ball in it. Okay, like it was about that size, which I don't know if that would cause. We're gonna listen to a, a video of one of the news reports. And I don't know if that little wooden box that they show in that documentary would have caused the kind of panic that... Because now they're starting to learn about uh, the succession or what someone obviously hoped would be a succession of explosions. The first bomb that was in the federal building did go off. It did the damage that you see right there. The second explosive was found and diffused. The third explosive that was found, and they are working on right now as we speak, I understand, both the second and third explosives, if you can imagine this, were larger See? than the first. See? Like, look, where did that information come from? The fact that they were larger than the first? Because that was a big-ass bomb. Oh, well, yeah, it was, a whole, it was a whole moving truck with, yeah. you know, tons of raw materials. The downtown Oklahoma City Federal Building. Two other explosive devices were found that were not detonated, and they were larger than the first and this is yeah this is footage of people running and saying that they've been told there's another bomb if you were watching there there was a white pickup truck backing a trailer into the scene here they're trying to move people out of the way so they can get it in now, is this something? Is this something that the uh, the authorities on the ground said, like, "Hey, there's more bombs. Just get out of here." Yeah, it could have been that. Like, just get the fuck away from us. Yeah, that seems like something they might do, where you can deny it later. Like, oh, it was just a suspicious, you know, van. And they will use that uh, that trailer. You see the, the great fucking on the mullet on here, that so guy right there. Yeah, really dates the footage. Away from this populated <laughs> area to try to do something with it. Now, the Justice Department is reporting that a second explosive device has been found. See, there were two. Explo- the exploded Mura, in the front. Uh, controlled demolition in the back. Oklahoma City. Uh, Mike, you're still with us, aren't you? Yes, I am. And I might tell you, in addition to that, that. In fact, what we were told at the scene a few minutes ago was that, in fact, two different explosive devices were found in addition to the one that went off. So a total of three. A total said. of three. Now confirmed. Uh, so uh, if I'm getting this correct, two plus one is three. Uh, two plus is one equals <laughs> three. This is the great thing about when news has to report on limited information yeah. live, is that they just have to restate <laughs> the same thing over and over again while people die in the background was found on the east side of that building a bomb squad is see it just seems weird to me that there's so much i mean i guess someone could have been giving out misinformation and that's well this is like this is the governor talking right now jesus well yeah it all seems to be corroborated from multiple sources like this is what they're telling us at the scene people yeah. were told this and this is nowhere in the official version of the story there's multiple bombs no not anymore like when you watch that that documentary about it which really adheres to the the original story they bring it up but like i said they just write it off as the training dummy that's what one of them was what was their explanation for the other one yeah yeah exactly they don't really have one 
to retrieve more of the injured because of the presence of other uh, bombs in the area. I just took a look down the street uh, at the Mora building again. I see another bomb truck going, so apparently they're going to try to get out that third bomb that's been talked about. Still a lot of Crazy. around the Mora yeah. building. Yeah, this, this is for this is a super cut. I didn't realize at first of just multiple different news channels. Yeah. Oh, the InfoWars. The InfoWars water, Info water. <laughs> water stamp. Oh, no. I feel dirty now. I know. That's always the thing about this. You're like, well, this is really interesting. You're like, oh, this is by WeHateTheJews.org. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I don't really know what they have to say about nuclear war on Mars, but I don't know if I need to read it. Certainly through uh, some good work by some munitions experts and the uh, explosive sniffing dogs. Yeah, so this is this is almost over. Here. But the uh, but it was a great struggle. Oh. The explosive uh, sniffing dogs, which left uh, two additional bombs in addition to the, the one which was detonated earlier, making a total of three bombs. Total of uh, three bombs. One was uh, hiding in my mustache. <laughs> that guy's mustache is amazing. It's a great. Uh, it's a great comment for an audio medium. <laughs> We do what we can. Go to I mean, mustache. we were just watching videos for three minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, additional explosives are a theory that, I mean, it, it's out there. People believe it, and it's because of stuff like that. But it's, it's also one of those situations, like you were talking about, where you go look at the official source, and it's just some dude. Yeah, like this website is Hardcore GeoCities. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, I should not run two websites that look aesthetically much better than this. <laughs> I I am not conducting analysis of audio files from a uh, lawyer's dictaphone blocks away that indicate multiple blasts. Uh, <laughs> I have a humble podcast about ISIS, but this guy it is in profoundly badly formatted. A bevy of different fonts and sizes. Yeah. Uh, like it's called whatreallyhappened.com. Yeah, uh, Web 1.0 GIF uh, banners to the side of the page uh, advertising uh, friends and uh, sponsors. It does raise a few interesting points. Yeah, he does. Uh, he mentions the Timothy McVeigh was dry at the U-Haul thing. How did he get there? Which uh, I think an umbrella is a pretty good guess as to how that happened. Yeah. Umbrella cab. Rain also starts and stops. Yeah, you yeah. Know? could have been anything. He does have a picture of a rider truck a few days before that was allegedly just kind of stored at an army compound near Oklahoma City. See, this to me is a little, uh, even uh, I, I, not a little more credible, a little less credible even than the, uh, why was he dry at the uh, U-Haul place? Because I imagine the army also has to move shit, and a lot of it is probably not, you know, fucking hydrogen bombs and you know yeah. green tarp covered uh, uh, caravans. It's probably just office supplies and shit. And also, I mean, they had the VIN number from the axle of the uh, of right. the truck at the at the you know side of the federal building. So uh, th- this is less interesting to me. Well, uh, not to debunk you right on the spot, but I did watch an episode of Homeland recently <laughs> where uh, a a truck bomb goes off and they find out that the uh, a government agency had swapped in a different van and they took the original van. Probably not what happened here. No. But you never know. Like this this is one of those things where it's like we're never going to confirm this. Like yeah. it's just a decades old picture from the that was originally uploaded to the internet 
So it's got yeah, that. Yeah, probably back in the BBS boards yeah, days. You it's know. got that late 90s, early 2000 internet sheen of yeah, it's got that, that hard, terrible real, like, resolution. Pixelated fucking steez to it. Uh, yeah. I, I do miss seeing pictures like that. So, so this guy goes through on uh, whatreallyhappened.com. He goes through a bunch of sound files. Should we listen to one just to hear? Yeah, just to the hear. Because I gotta imagine it just sounds like static. Yeah. Attorneys for state and co-personal representatives. Just sound like he dropped something. Yeah. No, that's from a, a lawyer's dictaphone uh, yeah, a nearby building. A few blocks away. And what they're what this guy's comparing is basically he's trying to prove that there were two blasts. Yeah, but what he's extrapolating from this incredibly low res piece of audio from <laughs> technology from nineteen ninety four is uh is I don't want to say outlandish because I'm not like, you know, sonic expert by any stretch of the imagination, but right. he's saying that there's there's multiple, you know, spikes that would indicate like this is before this happened and that the timelines don't match up. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a thing what what's weird to me, we'll talk about it a lot more on the next episode, but what's weird to me about stuff like this is when it's the person who's putting forth the the conspiracy theory we're really quick to be like, oh, what's your source? Like, where are you getting that from? But when someone debunks something, we're just like, all right, that I, I trust you. Yeah. Like, people will, like, if you're trying to prove a point and you send someone a link to what really happened, they'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who uses that for a source? I really think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it is difficult to separate the chaff. If they just had, like, Someone to help with the optics, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> you know, because people, you know, the the skeptics, for for lack of a better word, are all they all come across very sharp and reasoned and right. presented very well. But it's what is it about this that always lends itself to <laughs> hand coded HTML? <laughs> yeah, on both sides. Yeah, it's like no one's credible. No, like I found I found a lot of that on uh, this episode. Just trying to find one, and we did find the Mother Jones article. That was it was interesting to yeah. find, like a. Well, this is also kind of a throw, kind of a throwback source. conspiracy. Yeah, you know that's true. So, vintage. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna flip this conspiracy on eBay later. Sell, sell the Buffalo Exchange. <laughs> I fucking love the that bombing place. of the Buffalo Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on the unnamed fucking conspiracy theory show. So. uh yeah, it, it's. I feel like the extra explosives thing is compelling, but we're never, ever, ever, ever gonna prove it. No, because the, it, like the bombs would be gone. Well, that's by now. Uh, this sort of ties into the uh, one of the last things, which is the one of the first responders, right? Right. There was a first responder named Terry Yeeke, who was a, I believe he was a cop or a firefighter. So, sounds like a, like a South Park character that runs a Chinese food uh, restaurant, like teriyaki, teriyaki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this guy was one of the first people on the scene at when the bomb went off, and he reported all kinds of weird things. Like uh, one of the things he reported was that the ATF was already there mm. when the bomb went off. Like, which I think is where there's some sense. Like I said, that this was. Maybe like a sting operation or something 
they like they were maybe trying to catch these two doing something and the timing got fucked up. Yeah. And the bomb actually went off. Oh, like they had, you know, whatever their connection in Elohim City or whoever, you know, right. someone had pieced together these transactions and linked them to these dudes and what they're trying to right. do. And then again, didn't move the football quick enough. Right. Is, right. is part of the theory. There's also them like covering up the wreckage with black plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like just and, and weird, not like a gigantic tarp but like little individual pieces to cover right. up like little cracks and shit like that which is very odd yeah it, it was all really strange and uh this terry yiki he was there that day and he gets home uh, and tells his wife that it's not what they're saying it is and from there he goes on this mission basically trying to uncover all this evidence about oklahoma city yeah he's like making trips on his days off in his personal vehicle yeah yeah doing all this investigative work and his wife claims at the time of his death he was on his way to deliver information to someone. Mm-hmm. But I, I almost did an article about this. I might still do it someday. I was going to do an article about suicides that are definitely murder. Oh, like Vince Foster. Yeah. Yeah. And Terry Yeeke, his... This one is so opaquely suicide, a murder. Yeah. He slit his wrists in his vehicle and then walks a mile through rough terrain which includes climbing a fence and crossing a creek to get to a spot in the forest. Grandmother's house. (laughs) Yeah, where he finally shoots himself in the head with a gun that no one could find until the FBI showed up in a helicopter and found it 50 feet away from him. Oh, they just don't have the the investigative acumen of the Federal (laughs) Federal Bureau of Investigation. I mean, they're just the best at what they do. Yeah. Like what? The it, f- it really is like on the Dave Chappelle, like sprinkle some crack on him level of. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> deviousness. Yeah, and then he has like handcuff imprints on his wrists and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, everything about it's really strange, but it, it's it's one of those stories. You know, the same as uh, the the first guy we talked about, Kenny, whatever the fuck that weird last name was, but uh, that one too is a really weird suicide. That when you look into it more. Probably as a murder. Well, yeah, that one and the and the the bank robber guy. Yeah, that you think yeah. It was John Denver too. Like, yeah, there's three of these. Yeah, and and it, people talk about well, what's the mo- is the motivation just so that the American people have closure and a nice tidy wrap up and faith in our institutions? Do you think for this conspiracy? Yeah, I think maybe the embarrassment of knowing that there was a second person who did it that they never caught. Yeah, I don't think the government would want that to get out. It's a bad look. Yeah. As the very, kids say. Very bad look. And, you know, could be that they were involved. Who knows? Yeah. Or I mean, I, it, the thing is, like, uh, some some there was some legislation passed after this. So I suppose an extreme cynic uh, could say that this was, you know, Clinton trying to pass that death penalty reform that he passed. And oh, some, yeah. of these, some of these things that are, like, seen as precursors to the Patriot Act. Yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, there is, I mean, uh, the possible justification that, you know, similar to the JFK murder, where they're just like, we just need a tidy ending for this so people can know that fucking, you know, that yeah. if we get the job done, this is not going to happen again, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's probably more of that. Yeah, like, that's what that's what makes sense to me, if there's any veracity to any of this. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't like to believe that it would have been 
some sort of... I definitely don't want to believe it was an inside operation. Yeah. that's always terrifying. I mean, if it was some sort of sting that they fucked up, I could live with that. Yeah. Like... I mean, I, I, you know, we obviously wouldn't be thrilled, but I mean, if they just... Yeah. You know, didn't time it right, went and saw the fuse was, you know, fucking taken and they didn't... Yeah. Left the <laughs> squirty flower in the, the, the fucking, you know, a black car with the rest of the size spy supplies. Like, I was like, ah. okay, that's, you know... That's fine. You goofed it. Yeah. It happens. But yeah, who knows? This is it's a weird one though. It is weird. I mean, I, of, I didn't know that there was this much controversy about this. I thought it was pretty much cut and dry. Timothy McVeigh did it. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of weird details around this one. Interesting also that he never came forward about another conspirator. Yeah, in that in that same documentary that's on Netflix right now, there's an interview with him at the end. I watched some of that, the sixty minutes one. Um no, the one that's on net. There's one on Netflix right now. Okay, well, Oklahoma the, the, the interview, interview there's like an interview with a guy from 60 Minutes was his oh, last was thing it? when he was like 33. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they ask him about additional conspirators, and he was like, "It would be scary if there was because that would mean you never caught someone else. But also, wouldn't it be scary if I just did it by myself?" And that's kind of how he leaves it. What a menacing answer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, it's scary either Jesus way. Now just fucking Christ. tell us. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. What a fucking... This dude has <laughs> got in some of the some of the most uh, piercing creep eyes you'll ever see. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's a goddamn nightmare. But not anymore. He's dead now. Hey. Hey. It's a patriotic bird. Oh, okay. I thought it was a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <laughs> that was a red-tailed hawk. Oh, was it? The official eagle of podcasts, because everyone calls that an eagle scream. Oh, okay. And that's then what, as uh, soon as you do, some asshole goes, it's a red-tailed hawk. That's what uh, Tobias from Animorphs uh, was permanently trapped as. So, Oh. Big fan of the red-tailed hawk. Nice. And also young adult fiction from the uh, late 90s that was uh, <laughs> available in every children's library. Who's not into that? Uh, We should get out of here. This was... uh. This was this was fun. Yeah, we have hope to you guys, I, I definitely learned something. I hope you guys learned something. Yeah, we have to record another one of these after this. And uh, hey, if you're rushing towards a tragedy to help recover bodies, don't refuse the Bronze Star of Courage after the fact because it's going to make you look like you're trying to connect some pieces and then you're going right. to get murdered in the woods. Exactly. I think those are words of wisdom we can all get behind. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's something we can all live live by. So, uh, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, uh, so I got a podcast of my own. I do with my uh, my friend Keith Carey called Mean Boys. Uh, it's a scripted, edit that out, please. <laughs> it's a scripted <laughs> comedy podcast where we write jokes, sketches, and games. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm very proud of it. So, if you uh, if you thought I was compelling at all, please give that a listen. Yeah, give it a listen. I was on it not too long ago. Adam was fantastic. Good times. Good jumping off point for you uh, ATB heads out there. Yeah, fun podcast. And uh, subscribe on Patreon if you don't already. $5 a month, you get all of our podcasts, and it's uh, it's a damn good deal. We do 10 episodes a week. It's like 12 and a half episodes, or that's, 12 and a half more cents. more content than a Bang Bros membership. I mean, what are you, what are you doing, a 45-minute yeah. shoddily edited scene a day? And more fucking. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, do a lot of fucking Because those people can't pony shows. up the five bucks a month. Yeah, they would know. If Assholes. They could, if they could do that. Yeah. And uh, follow us on the socials, Podcast on Instagram. At Unpops on Twitter, Unpops Network on Facebook, at Unpops on YouTube. I think that's it. And help us come up with a name for this show. Yeah. I still like Conspiracy the Show. <laughs> conspiracy dot the I'm, show. I'm down with that. We could do that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Let's record the next one. Connor, say goodbye. Bye.
Goodbye, everybody. We love it.